Welcome to the ride. Life, Work, and Wealth podcast with your host, Chris Rowe. Years ago, Chris was a firefighter and a paramedic and witnessed many people not getting another tomorrow, and it shaped who he is now as a financial strategist. Chris doesn't just help people plan for a secure tomorrow, he helps them plan for a better today. Chris lives in Burlington, Ontario, and is an investment advisor at Three Hats Financial, a trade name of Harborfront Wealth Management, an IROC dealer. Let's get to it. All right. Well, listeners, today we'll be talking about what a family office is and uh, who's it for and what services it provides. And of course, is it right for you? So today I'm going to have Paul Marion on the show. And Paul is, well, basically Paul heads Harborfront's full service multifamily office. And I'll just give you a bit of a bio on him. So Basically, it's what the, the multifamily office is, is it's an exclusive division focused on servicing higher net worth clients across the country. Paul holds vast knowledge and experience in this arena, and he has over 30 years of senior management experience. Paul has developed national-wide programs, including a wealth and estate plan division, as well as an investment advisor training and education program to address IROC mandated requirements. He's also led the charge in developing a national strategic partnership network, which served as the integral link to a holistic wealth management model from his previous firm. And as you can tell, Paul definitely has quite the resume. So thanks, Paul, for coming in today. And I really look forward to chatting about this. Family offices, they're very big in the U.S. and they have been increasing significantly over the years. And Basically, you just there's a lot more families looking for this type of service. And the biggest reason for this spike is from what I and you can add to this is because of just the higher levels of family and individual wealth has increased. And there's just families looking for really everything to be simplified and secured in one place and really have one team of professionals taking care of everything for them. So, Paul, I'll let you start with uh, basically what is a family office? Hi, Chris, and thanks very much. It's a pleasure to be joining you. Um, the family office, I just want to say that uh, it, there's kind of a broad definition or interpretation of what a family office is. And so I'll, I'll provide you with mine. This is, as you stated, uh, a service that's provided to families so that they could warehouse all of these uh, services, the satellite services that are, are necessary to uh, real you know, actual sort of true wealth management, if you will, and have the control or at least have the ability to have someone control this process for them so that they're not having multiple meetings with multiple different professionals over time and then trying to keep that all straight in their head. So by bringing the service in-house or at least having access to someone that can coordinate them, it allows them to focus on what they can do best as well as maybe explore the opportunities to help improve uh, on their net worth. And as the complex, as the wealth increases, the complexity of planning increases. So um, yeah, it just become more and more relevant. You, you've, you've, you've nailed it. And then, so if, if listeners are listening to this, how do they know if this is even a potential for them or who really is this for? Yeah, I think, you know, so who benefits from working with it? I think in addition to, to the traditional reasons that might motivate someone to engage in, in comprehensive planning, uh, you know, those who have maybe general concerns and looking for answers, maybe they're interested in planning to protect their loved ones, 
you know, this is for everybody tired of paying too much tax personal or corporately. In addition to that, people that would benefit most from this process are people who are, who are seeking to understand, to increase their knowledge and, and uh, of any recommendations that are provided to them, but they also gain the clarity over their options and the recommendations. So far too often, I think what happens is, in my experience, you have a very competent professional um, accountant, lawyer, uh, maybe uh, philanthropic solutions, and those individuals will do a lot of fantastic work for the client, you know, provide them with some really great plans or some steps that they should take to help achieve their goals, you know, either quicker, more effectively, more efficiently. And the client will engage those individuals at times. Uh, clearly, they'll take the steps. But my question often is, do they fully understand what it is that they're, they're, they're going to be engaging in? How clearly do they actually understand uh, what they should be doing. So if it's something very simple as, you know, I'm doing my will, great, we understand that. I'm going to make sure that people um, that I want to have as beneficiaries are, are actual beneficiaries. Uh, if we're doing corporate planning or taxation planning, you know, my accountant tells me to do something that's going to save me some tax this year. Great, I go ahead and do that. The challenge is understanding in a very comprehensive way how all of those professionals work together to provide a very clear overview of, of sort of my personal situation and, and how it's gonna unravel over time. So in a lot of cases then, as I mentioned, you get a document from this professional, very detailed, very thorough, well thought out document uh, that, that will lay out whatever course of action they're recommending to you and, and you'll usually engage. I would question how many people actually fully understand that, number one. And secondly, if they do fully understand it or don't, how, are, how is it demonstrated to them the impact uh, currently? That's pretty straightforward. But again, over time. And over time, how does whatever these plans are, you know, relate to all of the other professionals and services that I'm going to acquire over my lifetime and how they all together are going to help me achieve my goal? So kind of a long-winded answer there. But the challenge always is, how do you provide this, this visual overview to them? So we have a very unique approach to taking the very complex scenarios at times that can occur for clients and making it very, very simple to understand, combining both the empirical data that you might get, the recommendations that the professionals might have provided with or in a visual format that evolves over time. Yeah. So, so in summary of that, then basically, and I, and you've shown me multiple examples on this is it's for a family that has significant moving parts. Like one of the examples that you had showed me a couple of weeks ago was an organizational chart for one of the families you were working on. And it just, it, it had multiple corporations, trust, holding companies, investments, there was a whole bunch of stuff on that busy page and it looked like a spaghetti dinner that my six-year-old just had because it was just lines everywhere linking yeah. different boxes to different areas. And then you showed me um, after going through the family office process, how much that was simplified and cleaned up. So it's not necessarily a service for say a couple that's just retired, has a pension and, and a riff and just, relatively simple, simpler finances. It's more just for the families that have multiple moving parts, multiple properties and investments and, and, 
and already have a couple of the professionals in place, such as a lawyer, an accountant, and et cetera, and just having that simplified and having an individual that over overlooks all of that to just basically simplify it for them. Is that kind of yeah. I, I, yes, I think that that's a fair summary. What happens in those circumstances that you just uh, explained where we have somebody with multiple moving parts uh, and maybe in addition to all those moving parts, there's family dynamics that uh, might be there. Um, and in particular, you know, maybe one child is um, really good with money, uh, but uh, one of the other children, maybe not so much. And or maybe you have a child with a disability and we need to protect them moving forward. So, so those types of plans, um, when you do have the professionals, even if you have completely, uh, you know, you have the entire sphere of professionals uh, covered, um, each individual will work to achieve a particular goal for you, address a particular issue. Even at that point, they've all done a really good job, but do you fully understand what's happening? And then in some cases, are they are any of them able to step back and, and really understand the greater picture? Uh, for example, uh, and, and a, you know, perhaps a lawyer gets involved to redo the will. And for a short period of time, they might engage um, the accountant. They may engage the investment advisor. They might engage a philanthropic solution. And, and they'll come together. They'll achieve a particular goal for the client. Where the challenge then becomes is, understanding again uh, how all those plays uh, all those professionals are interrelated and, and the services to providing it's kind of number one so do we have full clarity on that do I really understand how that's working so that I'm very very comfortable with it and number two what happens at the end of that process is that those professionals might go back to their respective corners so they've done a very good job everything has been completed executed perfectly but then moving forward uh, for example, when we have tax changes that come out, like TOSI, as an example, sorry, the tax on split income rules that were uh, getting a lot of attention a few years ago, we, the family office division, will be are proactive in reaching out to those clients to let them know that, you know, we are looking out for them and let them know whether or not those rules would apply to them, whether they should be concerned or ignore it. And part of our proactive approach and our concierge service, if you will, is that we're also connecting with their professionals and potentially then connecting the professionals back to those clients to ensure that, that everybody is staying communicated on uh, particular items that might come up from time to time that will need addressing, or in some cases is creating stress for a particular individual, but yet it's not even actually relevant to them. They've just been caught up in the hysteria uh, that's been created over a particular change. I guess too that one of the areas of service with that is as well. I just know from dealing with families with a lot of moving parts is you're kind of also you're more than just say, or I know when we work together, it's more than just being an advisor. Like you're also somewhat of a, a family counselor there because there's a lot of family politics. There's rivalries and jealousy and a couple. Sometimes there's just so many other air moving parts with with the actual family politics that I find sometimes that were helping a lot with that. It's not just the investments and just the financial side of it. Have you found that with some of the families that you've worked with? Absolutely. From the very simplistic where just based on years and years of experience working with multiple different families with multiple different sets of unique circumstances, you're able to bring some insight into a particular issue. At the very least, 
you're able to speak from a position of uh, knowledge, if you will, that you can help guide a client down a particular path, or at least explain to them the multiple scenarios that you've seen over the years as solutions to their issues. And, and then on a deeper level, from time to time, some of those issues cannot be resolved. Uh, we do need a professional to step in and, and, and help them. So we do have, uh, if you will, counselors for, for uh, business owners or families, uh, you know, where, where we're looking to transition to the next generation or the business needs to evolve in a particular way and we can't get consensus. So uh, where a lot of people then just start to shelf all of the planning, which is a very dangerous thing to do because life is unpredictable. If we can bring the resources to bear or experience these other individuals or professionals who might pull into the, um, into the conversation, hopefully we can get our clients past those, those issues or at least better understand them and find ways to pivot around them. Okay. Thanks Paul for that. Now, you and I are working together with a couple client cases now. So for listeners, I just want to go over with them. How does the process work? And how do they even start working with a family office? What does that look like? Let's start with a referral from yourself, um, mm-hmm. asking us to engage. And after that, uh, we usually start with an information, you know, typically it's described as a discovery meeting, but I'll say it's an inf- information gathering stage, if you will, where Um, unlike a typical sort of basic financial plan where we simply fill out sort of a checklist or or a document that asks us for a bunch of of data, this goes a lot further than that because we really want to truly understand the people behind the information, behind the data, and we want to understand what their objectives are. And what can be very unique in this circumstance is rather than just simply taking that information away and and sort of plugging it into a a program and then spitting out a financial plan, I really do sit with that information for a while. And with that information in sort of my analysis phase, I do look at all of those. I mentioned the satellite services that uh, help contribute to full wealth management. And, you know, just for those that that are not familiar, it's, it's, you know, give you a few of the, the most common one. Obviously, it's accounting and legal. We're all very familiar with that. Could be trust services, charitable giving, uh, personal pension plans. It could be uh, insurance from time to time. Um, this family enterprise counseling I mentioned, obviously, when we have businesses that are struggling. So I start looking at all of those disciplines or, or professional services that are, that are necessary. And I start analyzing the data and how it relates to any of those. So I can either discount some of those, those areas. Uh, uh, or I can include them. And either way, I educate the client on why I might have done that, why I might have excluded something or included it. So we go through this analysis phase. And then after that, again, I may go back. Once I have some of the information, and I let you, the clients know this right away, I may be coming back for further clarity. And even when I obtain that further clarity from themselves or from their professionals, accountants, lawyers, and I've had more time to digest that information, I might go back again. So it's really about being very thorough and not just simply trying to check a box on, on, a, on a particular plan by taking the information down and, and just simply uh, you know, go ahead and start creating a plan. So w- once I do have the plan created for the clients, then obviously we get together again in the presentation meeting. Uh, we will provide them in a very educational format. And also, uh, again, I'll keep focus on this, a unique visual experience for the clients, where as the the one that you mentioned with all of those, it was kind of a spider web of, 
of uh, lines and boxes and, and circles and names and percentages of ownership. It's a very complicated thing to follow along. Uh, we'll take the, those situations and, and then find a way to convey that information in a very visual, and, but very easy to follow along process during the presentation meeting. Yeah, I, I remember when you showed me that, I honestly thought you had just made that up to just to show the differences in the, as a marketing piece. Yeah. I, I was shocked to know that that was actually a real organizational chart that different professionals had developed for this family because holy smokes, we deal with finance and all this, all these moving parts every day for, for multiple families. And that would have taken, I don't know how long for us to dissect that. And then when you just simplified it, like for that example there, the family must have just really appreciated that because it was a night and day difference, I tell you. Now, leading into that, Paul, like you and I had a good chat about a, a, a couple different cases, but is there any simple examples you can just give the listeners on a couple differences you've made recently just to give them an idea? Look, I think, I think a good example of this, uh, and, and they're not always this deep or this complex. Yeah. But in this case, uh, I had a, a, a client who passed away or a client of our, my previous firm that passed away and uh, his spouse uh, woke up one day, basically being responsible for, you know, $60 million of assets. And prior to that had really no working knowledge of, of their finances at all. Um, so, you know, it was a real challenge and uh, clearly she needed a lot of help. What happened in that case, though, was a a bank uh, that they were sorry a bank that they were they were working with uh, immediately referred them to an accountant who put together you know relatively good set of recommendations, but part of it was a little too complex even I thought uh, for this this situation and just indicated to me that they clearly didn't understand this client because. Uh, you know, she was never going to move forward on any of those plannings because it was just just beyond her grasp, number one. And, and that's fair. You know, uh, every profession knows their profession very well. And the rest of us, if we're not in that, sometimes it's a challenge to grasp what we're being told. But what I think is unfortunate is that a lot of professionals don't take the time to try to see it from a client's perspective, or they're just so deep into it that what they think is very simple, they don't realize how complex it is. So, with that, that lady, uh, obviously, she had a high level of, of stress over all of this. I offered to introduce her to two other accountants uh, on the accounting side, and then we decided to introduce her to several lawyers as well. What we do that's unique in this case is that we just didn't make a referral to her and let her start engaging those professionals. Because she had already told her story to me and to this other professional, I didn't want her to have to go through that over and over and over again with all these other professionals as she tried to get what she thought was just some comparisons and advice so that she could help figure out what the best course of action would be. So what I did was I sat in on all of those meetings and with her permission, I conveyed her situation very clearly and the results of a comprehensive financial plan that we had done so that they were as up to speed as possible with her. So when we got into a meeting, I made a referral, got into a meeting with these other professionals. I actually sat there in the room and uh, helped facilitate the conversation 
ensuring that it was as smooth and painless for the client as possible, and also wasn't wasting anyone's time. So I did that several times with each one of those professionals. And then at the end, we took, you know, the six proposals that were given to us, three lawyers, three accountants, uh, addressing multiple issues. And for lack of a better description, I translated that into English. And when I took that, uh, in other words, made it easier to understand, I then put it in a, in a visual format that, uh, you know, with um, evolving animation, if you will, uh, PowerPoint, and reviewed that with her and her family, her daughters. At the end of it, we were able to compare and contrast in a very clean, concise way what options the client should take. And at that point, she chose to engage two of the professionals, which, by the way, you know, we made the referrals, but we have no financial connection or any kind of uh, relationship that way. We just wanted her to have the best advice and the people that she felt most comfortable with. And so when I watched the difference in her stress level over um, the months that this took to, to engage, and then at the end of it, when it was completed, uh, amount of sort of you know, praise and, and, and thanks I got from her and her children, it was really impactful. And, and they were able to make a lot of choices where had we not got involved, either A, they would have probably been involved in some complex planning strategies that they shouldn't have been engaged in, or even worse, they wouldn't have done anything or they wouldn't have done anything for quite some time, which again would have been just creating uh, all kinds of potential liabilities for the family. Great. Well, no, thank you for that's a great example of, of explaining exactly what the family office does. So thanks very much for sharing that. Now, another thing I want to touch on is, and this is why this is also such a great fit for us, is I actually just did a podcast on private equity and private debt a few couple of weeks ago. Why are the I just want you to touch on Paul, why the family offices and foundations are just such a big fans of private equity and debt? Because it that's that's increasing within these family offices. It, I, I think you would agree. Absolutely, I agree. And so my take on it is that when you have families with significant wealth and they are very good at doing what they've done to obtain that wealth, i.e. running their businesses or whatever it happened to be, I think they're looking for a higher level of not only sophistication in the planning that they're getting, um, they're looking for some unique investment options that are not readily available um, onto the open market. They, they'd like to do things their way. And so having access to unique equity options, sorry, and you're better at that than me, will give them that sense of, of greater control. And perhaps it's more of a bespoke solution that they'd be looking for rather than just being, you know, one of many. Yeah. Not sure that, yeah. No, though that that helps, and we don't need to go into detail on that because for any listeners that obviously want much more detail on that, there's a whole podcast on that yeah. alone. I just wanted to just touch on it's just interesting, like how that is increasing within the family offices, and that they're fans of the private equity and debt. I just wanted to just chat with you quickly about that since you're the family office expert. So thank you for touching on that. Well, Paul, we have. Chat, we summarized quite a few things here, and I really do appreciate you coming on the show and just giving us a quick rundown and my listeners on what a family office is. Um, I can't thank you enough, and I'm extremely excited having you as a resource on my team, that's for sure, and look forward to working many more cases with you. So we'll just finish off there, and uh, anyone that's obviously interested in learning more about a family office and the services that we can provide with that, 
please feel free, free to contact me through my site as always, uh, which is threehatsfinancial.ca. And you can just go to the contact page and you can book a meeting right from our website. So that's it. Thanks again, Paul. I really appreciate you coming on today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And be sure to follow this podcast, The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth, to know when the latest episode is ready and share with friends and family. Thank you for listening to The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Third-party services and advice are received on a best effort basis. When every attempt is made to receive the best services and advice, there is no guarantee that they will generate the best results in all circumstances. Clients are free to seek independent services and advice. Harborfront Wealth Management, Inc. will not be responsible for any damages that may occur from these third-party service providers. Clients may have to deal with separate regulatory bodies in case there is a dispute. There may or may not be a referral fee received. Please ask your advisor for more information.